This football story starts when I'm riding around Barcelona. Or actually, a driver is driving me around the city. We're on our way to FC Barcelona's training facilities. You know, this episode of the podcast is different from the stories we made before. This is a collaboration with Cupra, one of FC Barcelona's partners. Cupra is an innovative car brand, and they even have their own podcast called The Impulse. They wanted to collaborate with us on a special podcast episode. We got the opportunity to sit down and record a podcast with two of FC Barcelona's key players, Frankie de Jong and Marc-André Ter Stegen, to talk about their roles in the team and the next generation of players coming up at FC Barcelona. Now, when I heard about this opportunity, I said, hell yeah, sounds good, and I took a plane to Barcelona. When I arrived at the airport, I was picked up in a Cupra and driven to FC Barcelona to meet Frankie de Jong and Marc-André Ter Stegen. My name is Sam van Raalte and welcome to the home of football. This is a special episode in collaboration with Cupra. Let's go. Very interesting question. Well, it's something I'm, I'm thinking about constantly. From that moment, I was really like, okay, I told my agent I wanted to go to Barca only and just get it done with them. Yeah, actually, everybody is judging you. I think uh, nowadays it's it's way more important to be mentally strong. The thing we are making here that you don't have in Spain so much is Panacuca. He loves to be in the car and just toot toot. Yeah, he's called Jäger. Kakapu, yes. yeah? Yeah, Kakapu. <laughs> <laughs> After a short ride to FC Barcelona, we arrived at the Ciutat Esportiva Juan Gamper, the club's training facilities, named after the man who founded FC Barcelona in 1899. We drove past the Estadio Juan Cruyff and I was dropped off at the artificial training pitches. Now, when you think of Barcelona, you think of blue skies and sunshine. But this morning, unfortunately, was very cold. Cupra built a beautiful podcast studio on one of the pitches. And that's where I met Cecilia Tayeb, the global head of communications at Cupra. Cecilia is a very kind woman. She would be the co-host of the podcast representing Cupra. Cecilia and I sat down to talk about the angles we wanted to take for the podcast. Cecilia, how are you? Hi, Sam. I'm very well, thank you. We're here today in Barcelona to have a sit-down with two of FC Barcelona's key players, Frankie de Jong and Marc-André Ter Stegen. I mainly want to know about their mental fitness as professional football players. You know, how do they prepare for games? How do they decompress afterwards? What role do their surroundings play in this? Uh, what are you interested in, Cecilia? Well, I'm, I'm really interested in, in what are the challenges and opportunities of this new generation of players, um, but also, you know, what motivates them. What drives them on their day-to-day um, activities and, and, you know, when they go to a match, uh, but also how they live this new social life, right, where social media is so concentrating in everything they do. So how do they live with that pressure? I think Cecilia had some good talking points. Then it was time for us to prepare ourselves and wait on our guests, Frankie de Jong and Marc-André Ter Stegen. They came in separately, taking the time for us in between training sessions. First up was Marc-André Ter Stegen. When he signed for FC Barcelona in 2014, he was one of the younger players in the squad. Now, over seven years later, he has become one of the more senior players in the squad. He's played over 250 official games for FC Barcelona and has become one of the best goalkeepers in the world. When Ter Stegen arrived, I was amazed by his kindness and his intelligence. 
Cecilia kicked off the conversation. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you How's for everything? asking. How's everything? So, first question. What was the impulse of you as a kid to become a professional footballer? Well, it's a passion. Um, so, when you start with your passion and you, you uh, just enjoy the game, I think it makes it always easier no, to, to get into something. And, and if you follow being very interested as a kid, it's, it's very important that you, that you don't force yourself, that it's very natural. And because then it's easier to keep on going. And, and yeah, it was my passion. So I kept on believing in it. And, and I was lucky to make it my job. So, Mark, you've been living here for over seven years now, right? So when you moved here, you were one of the younger players in the team. And now you're one of the more senior players in the team. So when what, we're do you, what do you want to say? With you? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when we're talking like about the next generation, right, the young guys coming up, how do you see your role in relation to those guys? Well, as you say, it's, uh, it changed quite a lot um, during these years um, when I came I had to enter always in the, we play like a rondo it's called, so normally the youngest they enter. <laughs> and then you are so happy when one day there are some others, they are younger, and then you see how time flies actually, and you, you're not even yeah, asked to enter. So uh, no, but, but obviously, um, yeah, I try to be important for them in the sense that, I, that if they need me, I, I would try to, to help them out uh, in whatever. And um, yeah, to make the adaptation as easy as possible for them, so that it's interesting, exciting, and um, yeah, that they learn and and can just perform on the pitch. Yeah. And building on that question, I'm sure that they have different challenges and opportunities than you had at the time when you started. Which ones are they? What do you think are is different for this new generation? Well, now there are way more players who are younger, and so uh, it's a bit different than when I was uh, when when I came here. Uh, we didn't have too many young players who would also start. Now we have quite a lot, and uh, well, it, it, this already changed. So at the end, um, yeah, they they have a big re responsibility. We have to really uh, trust them a lot. And uh, yeah, it couldn't be better for them to play and to, to um, make their own experience in in very young stage of their career. So w when you were growing up, you, you still had that era without social media and stuff, right? And then and now it's ever present, especially for the young guys coming up right now. What kind of impact do you think that has on the development of young football players? Yeah, actually, everybody is judging you. And before maybe you didn't realize, but even though they were judging you, but now you realize because they write about it or they, they, they post a photo or they make a GIF about it or whatever. So um, it, it follows you everywhere. And, um, and well, it's good and it's bad. But yeah. um, of course, for the people, it's good to express their thoughts. And, and for us, uh, it's, it's very important and even more for the younger players. And this is what you said at the beginning also in the first question, um, that we have our, yeah, our, um, we have to create an environment where they feel comfortable and that they realize that um, inside of the group, They are very important topics we need to discuss and it's really independent of, of what other people say because sometimes the, the opinions are, are very, they vary quite a lot. So um, yeah, we need to really be concentrated on, on our job. 
I think it's interesting. You spoke about mindset as well. That when when you were younger, mental fitness for players it wasn't really talked about that much. And nowadays it's very different. Players are open that they speak to a sports psychologists. You have mindfulness and stuff. Do you have certain routines to mentally prepare yourself for games? Very interesting <laughs> uh, question. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think uh, this is one of the the good parts and bad parts as well. Um, I think uh, nowadays it's it's way more important to be mental to be mentally strong, and uh, yeah, to to know exactly what you what you have to do. You know that you always can focus again, and and therefore we have many options. And uh, the longer or the the more years you you are playing football more and more important uh, this co- topic might get also no and um, you realize how important is nutrition how important is to 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 have like an environment your family your your people around you and this at the beginning is just football it's just like uh, enjoying your job your your hobby actually and and uh, just playing to play you don't yeah you don't have to to think about it so much yeah the focus is really um, for us it's like we play every three or four four days uh, right now so um, it's always important to to find the right balance also so um, the activation of your of your complete body and then also to to say like okay today is a rest day mm. so uh, both is very important because if you if you're always on the same focus uh, it's it's more and more difficult during the time it's not maybe about the situation it's more about the 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 long-term perspective Hmm. so um, yeah it's about um, yeah being ready in the moment it really it it really comes to 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 being yeah in in top form and uh, for me it's very interesting to see how um, routines can actually um, influence in your in, in your performances because uh, the more routine you have in your day in your daily routine is uh, the easier it will be because you don't have to you, ha- you don't have to think about different things so mm. it's always the same setup and this makes it quite easy that's, that's interesting so when you talk about routines like a day in the life of Mark andre Ter Stegen what would that be what kind of routines do you have well, right now with the training and everything, um, of course, we normally we train in the morning. So uh, for me, it's it's waking up, uh, getting myself ready, being with my my son at the, in the morning. So everybody has his own routine, <laughs> obviously. Um, and and well, then I have treatment in the morning before I come to the training ground. What's your breakfast before you go out? I, I don't have breakfast. Oh, right don't, now. Oh, okay. no, no. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But right now, it's sometimes a coffee. Hmm. Um, and I share some moments with my with my wife and my son uh, before they go to kindergarten and me uh, I go to the treatment and, and well um, after this I come to the training ground um, it's it's really the same almost every morning and then after training it depends on how I feel also to have another treatment uh, afterwards or maybe sometimes in the afternoon it depends also when the next game is mm. and uh, and well then normally I'm working in the afternoon once more it depends on how many days you have in between if it's three probably there's not too much time if you have four days to the next game you have a bit longer a bit more time time and you can you can do uh yeah a lot of mobility i'm i'm a big fan of mobility and, mm. and strength so um yeah you you can you can find your balance and this is probably what i do and then i try to find uh as much much time as possible to 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 spend with my son and my wife no so uh, we are trying to do activities and to really balance yeah. football and to find also a disconnection from 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 all this 
And and outside of football, because you support a lot of uh, philanthropic projects, why is it so important for you? Yeah, because we we can have a big uh, with little things we can have a big impact, and um, and well, this is what I, I I I always want to to let people know what I think, but um, more than only saying something, I really want to live it. You know, because if you, if you can identify, it's easier to also to to uh, reach people. So um, um, so I, tr- I really try to make little impacts but um, yeah try to to make an impact and I think if if everybody does this I think we are not in a in such a bad position in um, yeah I don't want to say uh, save the planet but um, being a bit more conscious about uh, how we actually live yeah you already mentioned your son and your your family you became a father in 2019 right at the end of yes. yeah so What do you think the biggest difference will be between the world you grew up in when you were a kid and the world Ben will grow up in? Well, he is uh, privileged in the sense that uh, we are all healthy and happy. So um, I think from then on, obviously, he he has uh, all the opportunities he wants to. Um, He can be the person he wants to, uh, he wants to be. And uh, this is what we try to, we're going to give him all the tools we can so that he later on he can develop in in a world which is probably also yeah something we um, start being an idol in that sense and so he would just follow and maybe find his own own way and and let's see where it gets him also if uh, if he what is actually his 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 main quality you know and and well as i said we can just help him and and push him um, towards the direction and from then on he needs to also be be his own person and and find his own per, own personality and i think this is very interesting does he like soccer or <laughs> mm, i would get him there but right now he is more into cars <laughs> good yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he can be part of the tribe. Don't worry. Bring him whenever you want. I, he would be so happy, I tell you. Yeah, he's waiting. Okay. When I come home, he's waiting there for the car. He loves to be in the car and just toot toot and all the time. And it's, it's funny. Perfect. Let's get him a Cupra. Let's get him a Cupra soon. That's good. What's the best piece of advice your parents gave you? Uh, yeah, actually, I didn't have a lot of time with my with my father and I'm, mm. I'm quite happy about it. But... Um, but with my mother, of course, my, my mother tried to teach me like the basic things in life. And I see her right now still that she's not changing uh, anything in her philosophy. I see her um, being super happy also with my with my with my wife and my son. So, um, well, I'm 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 just convinced that uh, she gave me the right advice being being humbled, being being uh, somebody I want to be and that I can identify with myself. And I think it doesn't say anything if you if you're a football player, a physiotherapist, a chef like for the kitchen or something. It doesn't really matter. But if you can identify with yourself and, and you're just happy, I think everybody has. Uh, yeah, there's no limit. Hmm. Um, so yeah, you are happy doing what you do today, but I'm sure you had to do some sacrifices at some point to become uh, a footballer. What were those? Yeah, when 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 I was probably in the age when when others went out uh, partying, uh, having fun with with other friends and so on, um, I was probably um, yeah having a look that that I'm on time for training in the afternoon that uh, I would be ready for the game on the weekend. So these are all uh, things I probably didn't have, but I'm, but I'm not, I, I didn't miss it. Or I don't have the feeling that I, that I missed something because right now it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still 
I still have the same feeling that I that I enjoy to have a, have nice people around, but I don't need to be on parties. So um, this is this is very interesting, no? Because sometimes people say, yeah, I've, I I didn't have anything of this, and now I have to recover a bit the time I I, I wasn't be able to. But uh, I don't have this, so I'm I'm very happy that I have the the people around around I want to have around and where there's a good energy. And this gives me way more, and and probably this is the biggest uh, sacrifice because um, it's something you don't see in the moment, but you see it in in, in the later stage when 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 you when you're ten years further. Hmm. So, what's the best piece of advice you can give to younger players coming up now? Well, right now you, uh, I mean, you have players there, 17, 18, uh, whatever. It's uh, they are playing for Barca and. And sometimes uh, you can also get irritated, no? Um, because it's 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 a big club. Um, it's the people have a lot of um, expectations. So um, yeah, what what I what I wish them actually is that they that they stay humble, that they know exactly where their place is, and and that they keep on growing, no? Because growing is is always something um, everybody should uh, strive for, and. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to to see uh, years uh, passing by and seeing people um, developing. That's good. Very wise words, Mark. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't. I don't want to <laughs> want to say something in in like a like a strange position. But I. No. But I enjoy really seeing people growing. Uh, it doesn't matter if they are now 24 or or 30. But I see uh, sometimes also players who are like in my age, and I still see it on me. That I that I that I go for the next always the next step, no, and that you that you can always get better in some points and and um, and well, so it's very interesting to see also how everybody in a, in a club or in a, in a in a team is is finding their place, but also getting better in making really little changes sometimes. What's what will be the next step for you? How can you grow further? Well, it's something I'm I'm thinking about constantly because um, obviously I, I want to be always on my best and uh, and this is why I'm training. We are analyzing quite a lot. Uh, I think I made very good steps also in 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 finding the right balance in with nutrition, with moving, with um, with my training. This is something probably before I didn't I didn't realize as much, but then uh, with the with the years. Um, you know exactly what you need to be ready for a game. So um, this is something I'm finding out more and more and more, and um, it's easier to repeat also performances if you if you know exactly what you have to do. Thank you so much, Mark. And uh, we're going to let you go because we, you have a match and you need to prepare <laughs> for the match, just as you said. That's so true. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for your Thanks time, for lot, your man. candor. Thank you. Um, it was a pleasure, and um, see you very soon. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed that conversation. Mark Andreter Stegen came across as such an intelligent guy. The way he talks about his growth as a goalkeeper, his mental preparations, how he tries to help the next generation coming up, is truly inspiring to me. And we even got a little glimpse into his private life and how he sees the future of his son. Ter Stegen is 29 years old now. That's not young for a football player, but he still has a lot of time in his career as a goalkeeper. I mean, look at guys like Buffon, who keep playing into their 40s. With his attitude, I'm sure Ter Stegen will be good to go for another decade at the highest level. Alright, then it was time for our next guest. Frankie de Jong grew up in a Dutch town of Arkel and broke through as a midfielder at Ajax in Amsterdam. 
where he won the Dutch league and reached the semi-finals of the Champions League before he moved to Barcelona in 2019. Over the last couple of years, Frankie de Jong has grown to become one of the key players at FC Barcelona, even though he's still only 24 years old. When Frankie arrived at our improvised studio on the pitch in between training sessions, he was in a good mood, smiling as always. Cecilia kicked off the conversation again. Frankie de Jong, welcome. Thank you. So, um, what was the impulse for you as a kid to become a professional footballer? I think my family, they were always involved in football already, so I was I just grew up with it. And from the moment I started with football, I really liked it and I wanted to become a pro, so I think from a really young age already. Hmm. Along the way, you know, to become a pro, that's also a lot of sacrifice, right? What do you think is the biggest sacrifice you had to make to become a pro? I think you have to, for example, I didn't go to parties a lot when I was young. Of course, I went to some. But for me, it didn't really felt as sacrifice because I liked football a lot and I just wanted to become a pro. So for me, it didn't really felt like I had to sacrifice a lot of things. You know, Frankie, you're always smiling, right? You're always in a good mood or you always seem to be in a good mood. Now, when you were living in the Netherlands and you were playing at Ajax, you could always go to Arkel a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, you know, see your family, uh, play around with your, your old friends. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering, now you're in Barcelona, the lights are even brighter, but your family is a little bit further away. You know, yeah. What do you do to you know, keep your head clear and, and keep that same spirit? Yeah, I, I, if I have to uh, uh, call one thing that I miss, it will be my family and friends, of course. Uh, luckily, I have my girlfriend with me and we have a dog, which is nice. <laughs> and family can come over now, last year not because of the corona, because now, but now they can come. This is, this is really nice because I miss them sometimes. Uh, I think this would be the only thing that I really miss about, uh, about being in Holland. Yeah. Yeah, the dog, right? It's uh, he's called Jagger, right? Yeah, he's called Jagger. A cockapoo, yes. yeah. Yeah, cockapoo. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite spot to go with him? Um, where we live, we have a mountain close, mm. uh, and we go up there to walk with them. And then you have a few uh, from the whole city, basically. So I think that's our favorite spot. Cool. Nice. And you've always been a fan of Barca, right? If, yes. if I understand. <laughs> How did it feel just to land in that, you know, your dream, dream job? No, it was an amazing feeling. I remember the moment that uh, Barca really became serious for me and they wanted to sign me. And from that moment, I was really like, okay, I told my agent I wanted to go to Barca only and just just uh, get it done with them. Uh, and then the moment I signed for them, it was just, I felt really proud and it felt like a dream coming true. You've been here for a couple of years now. Do you still have moments when you're like driving to the training facilities or the stadium that you realize like, damn, I'm living my dream now? Yeah, sometimes I still have this because when I arrive at the training center, you look up, you see the sun, blue sky today, not so much, <laughs> but normally, yes. And then uh, you just you just have this moment when you're realizing uh, I'm at Barcelona and I'm proud and I need to make the best of it. And, and you're part of this new generation of players. What do you think are the challenges and opportunities for you guys? I think there's a lot of opportunities, I think, for every generation. Because, uh, But nowadays, uh, everything is available, information. Uh, we have the best coaches and stuff around us. So the possibilities are almost limitless, I think. And we, we, need, to, we need to grab the opportunities. And Frankie, do you have certain routines before games to prepare yourself mentally? I don't have really a routine like I need to put on my left sock first or stuff like this. I don't have this, but 
Uh, I always prepare myself in kind of the same way. I sleep a bit if we play at night. I sleep a bit during the day. Uh, then I eat my pasta before the game and uh, just just uh, routine things. But I don't have like something. Okay, I need to put my left sock and then I need to uh, put my shin pads like this. I I don't have no routine like this. No. Yeah. Do you do like mindfulness or meditation or something like that or nothing of that sort? No, I don't do meditation. But okay. uh, my meditation is to be with family, friends, and girlfriend. This is uh, this is my meditation. Um, so, what does success mean to you? What are the values that drive you? Nah, when you're at the club at Barca, for example, we are we try to to win every trophy available during the season. So, I think success means when you win things with the team, um, and then just celebrate it after a year of hard work. So. We're working really hard to uh, win the trophies again. We didn't have the best start of the season yet, but there's a long way to go and you never know what will happen. Maybe one last thing, and we were talking about that with Sam earlier, um, and the pressure of social media, right? Yeah. Um, before our generation, um, players didn't have the pressure of social media. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think people are on social media are always overreacting. So in a positive way and in a negative way. You have when you're playing one good match, they feel like, okay, he's one of the best players in the world now. And then next week you will have a, a match where you're not playing well, and they say, oh, he's not good enough to play in. Doesn't matter which club you are. So people are always overreacting, and they want to be. They shout really hard because they want to be heard. Uh, but the other side of social media is when you're when you're playing good and the fans really like you, they give you a lot of support. But for me, uh, I don't really go searching for uh, reactions uh, under my post or something like this. I don't really, really, uh, uh, how do you say this? Uh, give attention to it. Yeah, I don't take it seriously. No, not too much. Good. <laughs> So, since you moved here, you've been here for a couple of years now. What do you think has been your biggest development personally off the pitch? Off the pitch, I think to to be abroad, uh, Holland, because family is far away. And I think uh, me and my girlfriend, we settled really well in Barcelona. She's helping me a lot. So I need to give her a bit of credit as well, <laughs> because without her, it would be a bit of a mess in uh, in our home, I think. What's something she does for you that you absolutely can do yourself? Ah, cooking, for example. <laughs> and uh, No, I could do that maybe, but she does it better than me, so I will let her do it. What's your favorite dish? The thing we are making here that you don't have in Spain so much is uh, panna kuka. <laughs> it's called pancakes, but then the Dutch ones, the big the ones. The big ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, sometimes we're making this and then I enjoy it a lot. With cheese on top or bacon? Yeah, sometimes cheese and bacon, sometimes just the, the sugar and... Uh, no, I uh, I like those. Just before a match now? <laughs> no, before the match, uh, only the pasta. <laughs> Very good. That's good, yeah. I think one last one from, from my side is hmm. if you needed to give advice to someone starting right now their career, what would it be? Um, I think it would be just to to enjoy playing football to have fun because when you're doing something which you like a lot you're always more motivated and you always want to do more for it so you only need to go for it if you if you really like football mm. that's good that's a good advice yeah that's a great advice yeah so one thing about you know becoming a pro football player is uh, in psychology you have a, an effect that's called over justification it means when you go do something because you like it and yeah. you become good at it and then you get paid for it and then it becomes a job right yeah and people 
tend to lose the the fun they have in it. Yeah. But you you're always having fun, right? So how do you keep it fun for yourself? I think I just like it a lot, and um, because when you're having fun, what you said, I think the sentence is true. But uh, I just try to focus on the fun part of football, and that's just being on the field and playing on it, and not to. Uh, get lost into, for example, the comments on social media or something like this. Just focus on the things you like and then it will will be natural, everything. What's the best piece of advice your parents gave you? Um, I think to work hard and to always be disciplined. Cool. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Frankie, for your kind words and honesty. Yes. Um, thank you for being part of this podcast of the Next Gen, Next Gen the Cupra uh, podcast, and uh, in collaboration with 433. So thank you so much for the time. And You're welcome. Enjoy the training. Thank you. I will. Thanks a lot, Frankie. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks, guys. Then Frankie was off, on to the next training session to prepare himself for his next game with FC Barcelona. He's such a humble, intelligent and professional guy, Frankie. When he left, Cecilia and I got to reflect on the conversations we just had with Ter Stegen and Frankie. All right, Cecilia, that was it. We had the opportunity to sit down with two key players here at FC Barcelona. What did you like the most about the conversations we just had? I think what I liked the most was how they're trying to be examples, leading by example the rest of the team. Uh, obviously, Mark is more senior and uh, he knows how to lead the team and and really help and support the more junior ones so it was really really good conversation and I think with Frank he's a bit of the same right he's he's not in the middle part right he's Mm -hmm. next generation but has more experience uh, than the others and and, and it's just great to hear how down to earth these guys are concentrated and, and they know what they have to do right yeah so dedicated to their profession right I thought it was really interesting that we got a little peek behind the curtain you know into their daily routines what they do outside football to prepare for games mentally uh, and to relax as well outside football whether it's eating pancakes with with your girlfriend or running with your dog in the mountains or Mark's serious preparations for the games uh, I think it, it was really interesting it was great it was great Cecilia it was a pleasure to collaborate with you on this podcast I really enjoyed it thank you thank you and and let's continue right I mean I hope it's not the last time so let's continue trying to build more next generation podcasts like this one I agree it was awesome thanks again thank you perfect that's a wrap then it was time for us to wrap things up and get the hell out of there so FC Barcelona could use their pitch again for training sessions we got a little peek behind the curtain into how the next generation of players is being shaped at FC Barcelona, how key players prepare themselves for games, and how they decompress afterwards. I really, really enjoyed these short interviews. I want to thank Mark andre Ter Stegen, Frenkie de Jong and FC Barcelona for their time, as well as Cupra, of course, for the awesome collaboration. Follow this podcast in your podcast app to never miss an episode. We've got a bunch of other interesting football stories lined up for you. My name is Sam van Raalte. Thank you for listening and on to the next story in the home of football.